gentlemen, to the world-infamous, the world-renowned, a week late podcast. I am your host, Darren Torres, a.k.a. Analysis49. Once again here with my co-host and good friend, Randy, a.k.a. Headshot. Hello, everybody. That's H-E-D-S-H-O-T. And we are doing this episode quite closely to, first of all, let me just rewind a little bit. Welcome to the new listeners. Welcome back to the returning listeners. This is a podcast in which we review movies, TV shows, and whatnot fashionably late. Basically, I got tired of listening to review shows and have them ruin everything even before I was able to go watch said movie. Like, sometimes these podcasts have, you know, star power behind them, and they get early access to a movie before it even comes out. I would listen to a lot of those, and they ended up ruining movies for me before I even got a chance to watch them. So this is the reverse of that. We try to give the listeners enough time to go and listen to the or watch the movie and then listen to our show without any spoilers. However, if you're lazier than us, we have a backup plan for the backup plan in which you will receive in the second portion of the show a spoiler countdown so you know when the point of no return is, which is also a Back to the Future reference. That being said, this is episode 97 for Voltron Legendary Defender, season 1, episode 2, entitled... Sorry, fuck! Episode 3? I almost had it. (laughs) Retake. I almost had it. Ah, we don't do retakes. No. Uh, For the new listeners, this is off the top of the head, we don't write anything down. We usually give more time between episodes for feedback. We wanted a lot of, uh, as we mentioned in episode... <laughs> 96. 96. But we didn't want to wait too long to record the next couple episodes. So if we miss anything, if you guys do hit us up on the on the Gmail, fans.aweeklate.gmail.com, about what we missed for the previous episodes of Voltron then we will be covering that in the later episodes as we get your feedback. So it might not necessarily be in order, but since we're trying to binge as much as we think you guys have, then I don't think it's going to be a problem to catch up with the emails. Hopefully this whole time warp thing and time travel stuff will end up working out in the long run because we're obviously recording this prior to when you can hear it. It's not like it's going out live. So... Through the magic of podcasting, we're right. paradox-free? Is right. that what you're guaranteeing? I'm not guaranteeing Guaranteeing that. paradox? Oh. I'm saying that we will have many paradoxes because <laughs> oh, okay. we might be talking about a correction from episode two that we got while we were watching During episode episode. seven. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So it's going to be very confusing, but we'll try, to keep, we'll try to keep it up. I think this is the first time that the theme of the podcast has entered into the actual recording of the podcast this much. Because now we're talking about time travel and time warping and, you know, like, season seven is going to, episode seven is going to reference episode two and blah, 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 blah. Anywho, so that being said, this is the first portion 
of episode 97, Voltron Legendary Defender, season 1, episode 3. Bing, bing. Return of the Gladiator. The Gladiator. If you guys have been keeping up with us, we reviewed Some Assembly Required in the previous episode. I'm guessing, well, I'm not going to guess. I'm just going to read to you. Actually, before I do that, I'm going to digress. For the new listeners, as I already mentioned, this podcast is recorded in two separate parts. The second one, which I just described, the first one we go in... Flying blindly, we don't really know anything but what we've seen so far. So the spoilers that we talk about are abound for any previous episode that we've already seen, being episode one, episode two. So this episode won't have spoilers until the second portion of this episode. So, But this spoiler may contain... Or this right, episode? this episode may contain spoilers for episodes one and two. Gotcha. Correct. That makes perfect sense to me. To you. <laughs> I couldn't say it, but it makes perfect right. sense. Hopefully so. it makes sense to everybody else. Um, also, to the new listeners, if you're jumping in, if this is the first episode you've ever listened to for a week late, thank you. Um, but it is uh, an explicit tag on iTunes, and we do say NSFW, not safe for work. If you're listening at work, put headphones on. If you're allowed to listen at work, put headphones on. Um, because we may bring up topics and use language that is inappropriate for minors or in the work area, period. So that being said, it's not safe for work out loud, but it's safe for work with headphones. Right. It's much better with headphones. It's funnier. I don't know if it's funnier. Just because it's being listened to inside the inner ear. <laughs> I don't know how that ramps up the comedy, but... Trust me. All right, well... Try it. If you say so. (laughs) You know, it's funny. I play play Family Guy, The Quest for Stuff. Oh, yeah? On my my phone. The Quest for Stuff. And that's what it's called. The Quest for Stuff. Uh, Because isn't that what any game is? Like, you just play to to win shit that doesn't amount to anything monetarily in real life? Yep. So we we were just talking about that with the World of Warcraft economy and shit like that. So... It actually says, like, while it's loading at the beginning, listen with headphones. It's it's way better. It's like, how is it better listening? Like, what? How is it in my ear any better than not? Like, I don't go to the theater. To put and, hits? Right. I want to hear the fucking sound system in the theater. Why would I? I mean, I guess on a mobile device it's different because it's actually in your ear. In but stereo? it's but it's just Family Guy. It's not like fucking Star Wars and THX five point one. You know what I'm oh, saying? Like, why would you name dropping? Why would you even consider putting that on the load screen? Like, play with headphones. It's the best. It's just funny. It's like I guess I guess it's because <laughs> it's funny. Maybe I'm looking too much into it. And uh, there's that. But with a mobile device, it could be in stereo that way. Sure. Versus mono. Sure. So. Yeah, I got mono once. It wasn't fun. Oh! <laughs> I just, I'm just kidding. I've never had mono. Um, Maybe. I don't even know what that is. Maybe. Mononucleosis? I just, I, just, I just know that a bunch of girls in like middle school and high school got it, and I never knew why. And then some dudes got it, and then I knew that those dudes and those girls yeah. hooked up at some point. I'm like, oh, they're banging. That's Spin the bottle. Spin the bottle. So, I don't know. Uh, since I was never popular in... Any of those grades, I didn't catch anything from any weird people, so that's awesome. Perfect. 
Moving ahead. To Voltron, episode three. Uh, Return of the Gladiator. It is 23 minutes long, as they all are on Netflix. What I was getting to before, is like, if this is the first time you've listened to us, awesome. But go back and watch some Voltron, because other than that, or or listen to a different episode of the podcast altogether, available at aweeklate.com and uh, soundcloud.com slash aweeklate. You can... I would say, you know, listen to any of the other ones to sort of get the the feel of the show and how we do it, because jumping in on the third episode of Ultron is weird. Unless what we could do is have you go back and listen to the first episode. You know what, now it's getting confusing. Now it's like... When when Doc sends Marty back to the future, oh, and then no. he comes around the corner and he sees Marty there again, he, is. he fucking passed out. Yep. I think I just did that to my brain. Mine too. So, so if you've watched episode one and two, jump into what the podcast What I'm saying is, now. It's, yeah, it's fucking weird for you to jump in to an episode of Voltron if you, don't even, if you don't even know what Voltron is. It's weird to just jump in on this, this being your first episode. Go back to at least episode one of Voltron and listen to that or episode one of the podcast to see how much it's evolved. I think most people most people would start at the beginning. They get it. If not, let's go from here. This episode reads the description of this episode reads thusly: Shiro must draw on painful memories from his past when a massive evil robot threatens the peace on Eris, forcing the lions into action. Oh, are we going to see Voltron in... We are going to see Voltron maybe in a fighting stance this time. The last episode was them getting their shite together and cooperating and learning how to be a team. Calling upon their powers as needed, at will, as we said. For training purposes. Right. So, I don't like the term forcing the lions. Oh. Um, so that means that they haven't necessarily gotten together as a team yet, and because of the the fight or flight instinct that we talked about last time, I think that might be an indication that there's still some teamwork building issues, um, and that they're forced into fighting again. What are your expectations? Oh, for the new listeners, our rating scale, which we'll be doing in the second portion, goes from zero to eleven. Zero being the worst, eleven being the best. In the first, when we reviewed the Rise of Ultron, the first episode, we stated that we had a high expectation for the whole series as a whole, and middle to high expectations for the for each episode going going in individually. Same same expectation here. Do you think we're going to keep? You gave it a ten. You didn't really. Uh, oops, that's a spoiler. Oh, for the second. Oh. Well, it actually isn't because we said spoilers for the second episode. We're going to be about take that. Some assembly required to give it a ten. Yep, um, I did. You didn't really give much room for improvement. So, are you expecting this to be a ten or better? Because you left. We have seven episodes yet to watch. Uh, eight episodes yet to watch, and you already gave an episode a ten. Early. So that means, do you think, are you going to squeeze 10.25, What I actually expect is, episode two had everything I was looking for from the first iteration of Voltron gotcha. that I liked, 
And so that's why I gave it a 10. But my expectations are for the next few episodes to maintain that 10. Gotcha. I won't divvy it up into decimal points or fractions. Which I used to do back in the day, which, the very first couple episodes. Like, I, I, did, I did like 10.3875. I used to do all oh, kinds of crazy 10. shit. Oh, 10.3. I won't. I don't. It's either going to be. If, if you yeah. nerds out there know what that is, that's a fucking good fraction that I just out there. Am I right? It's really that's good. On, that's on point. If it's you guys funny. get that joke, that's funny. Fans.aweeklady.gmail.com for that one, you fucking Zing. Photoshop Illustrator nerds. <laughs> you know who you are. But yeah, I expect I think those to... are the only people that, either that or like construction people or architects might get that joke. 10.3875. Uh, I don't know. Any jokes? Probably. So that means for this one, you have a high expectation and you want yep. but in I, some way, shape, or form for it, for it to meet those expectations going down the line. Yeah, it's going to level out at a 10, and then at the uh, end, I'm hoping... I see what you're saying. So the next one episodes. might be a 7, but then we might run across an 11 that's by the end of everything is going to tail it out. Yep, I that brings back that episode I gave a 7 to you, there you make go. it more relative. Math, everyone. Oh, bing! Open my eyes and... Math, everybody. Math. Yeah. Stay in school, kids. But I'm going to be honest. I want it to be an 11 just hasn't been yet. Yeah. So I'm trying I to think, not be a total fanboy. I think... Whoa, my voice he, just cracked again. Oh! Kicked him. So I think what you're saying is, is that not only are we awaiting your first Voltron 11 but your first 11 ever. Yep. Yep. It has yet to happen. But if it doesn't have, I want it to be Voltron, but if it... I'm not going to force it. By the end of the entire series, we both might be giving this season an 11 And by the way, to answer your question from the other day, from the previous podcast, I should What's say, your favorite color? No. Oh. All I did was type in Voltron Legendary Defender the other day when I was posting episode 96. Yep. And Google wanted to finish it by saying season two. Which means, oh, even if there isn't one, it's already a thing on the internet. So great, we're probably going to see a season two. Maybe we'll Google that during the break while we watch it or afterwards, and then uh, we'll figure that out for the new listeners. When I say a break, uh, you're going to hear some intermission music from our boy Bond in Orlando, and at that point, we will be watching by the magic of podcastry, if that's a thing. It is. Uh, is it? It's a real thing. Um, okay. Well, I thought I made it up. Thanks for Brought from us it. to save um, you time, the listeners. Basically, yeah. Um, through the magic of that, we will be watching Voltron, Legendary Defender, Return of the Gladiator. At the break? Um, during the break, at which point you still are safe if you haven't broken down and gone and watched Voltron, for God's sakes. If you're just listening to this for the comedic value, uh... Why? Thanks, but oh no. <laughs> but uh, I think it's way more relevant and funny if you actually, you know, go see it and watch it with us and then actually know what we're talking about when it makes that jokes. So, when you hear that intermission music, you can pause the podcast, go watch it or not. But when we come back for part two, there will be a small portion where we rate it talk about it without spoiling it, and then a spoiler countdown. What do I think of episode three as far as expectations? I have to edit that part out. Whoa. Uh, 136. It's not going to matter. 
It's That's wrong time it. anyway. Six ah. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta edit that part out too. <laughs> Or keep it all in because now that we're talking about it, it's if I edit funny. it out, it's uh, it's not gonna make any sense. Mm-hmm. I really like the the CG mixed in that mixed in with the hand drawn. Yes, that that makes me so fucking happy. And at this point, I don't know. I've been trying to figure out if this is hand drawn animation. We're gonna have to go to at DW animation it's at dreamworks animation on twitter we're gonna have to go to their page if you want to follow them send us videos because i think we're too lazy to do that i might go to their page and click on links i want to know if this is done in illustrator photoshop even after effects because i want to know how much of this is actually hand-drawn these days they're doing south park which still looks like shitty paper mache or whatever the fuck yep it's all Illustrator. It is. It just it. There are images that look like paper because we can do that now. Yeah. They there's actually a documentary out called Six Six Days of South Park or something like that. Six Days Till South Park. Let oh. me look it up. You heard it here um, first. No, they didn't. They they know about this. <laughs> but uh, you might have. Um, it might be the first time. Yeah, Six Days Till Till South Park. I was right. Six Days to Air, The Making of South Park. It's a documentary. Awesome. It's um, 42 minutes long. You probably catch it on... Actually, I'm looking at it right here on YouTube. It's called Six Days to Air, The Making of South Park. Tells you how they went from early 90s, I believe, making these fucking stop-motion, shitty-ass animation, which I hate. Shitty. Are you a big fan of South Park? No, I couldn't get past the shitty-ass animation, The same reason I don't watch Dragon Ball Z. The same reason I don't watch Pokemon. The same reason... All this shit. Like, it's shitty-ass animation. But the same reason... I cannot stand for it. I love Futurama. But that's not shitty animation. It's not. It's the total opposite. That's what I'm saying. Love it. No, there's nothing. There's no. There's there's nothing wrong with that for me. So love it. Um, basically, the documentary talks about. But a good documentary is a good documentary. Yep. And mad props to somebody that built a billion dollar industry out of shitty animation. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Even if they're Canadians, whatever. Oh. Yeah. Take that, Canada. Take that, French Canadians. <laughs> oh, especially the French Canadians. Take that, French Canadians, eh? <laughs> Fucking. South Park. Suck my balls. Anyway, The Making of South Park is a good uh, documentary. It talks about how they went basically from making episodes, you know, every six months to making episodes every six days. Damn. Where that's why, that's why they're able to squeeze in jokes that are so relevant that happened that week. Yep. You have to give those guys respect for being on that's... top of the game that fast where they can throw a joke like, Michael Jackson just died. Okay, we're putting it in our cartoon. That's impressive. Six days to air, go watch it. I highly recommend it. As much as I hate South Park, that's what progressive minds do, people. They think outside the box, so even if you don't agree with something, you can still go... You know, whatever happened in the days where you could be, like, you know, a Republican uh, and a Democrat. Now I'm getting fucking politics and shit. I never do this. I just want to say one thing. Whatever happened in the days where... Best friends could be Republican and Democrat and not want to kill each other. That's all I want to say, going back to the episode. So go watch uh, Six Days to South Park, or whatever the fuck. Six Days to Air. air. I'm calling it Six Days to South Park. (laughs) They can lick my fucking balls. All right, that's a long ass time. It's copywritten. Uh, (laughs) So go check that out. 
Oh, there's Canadian. There it is. Is that it? Like, I, I I'm guess, ready to watch the show. Yeah, me too. I think that's it. We're yeah. just gonna. Um, we have we have high expectations for it. Still no sign of a pink ranger or a female paladin. Did I say ranger? Wow. Whoa, no. He secretly loves Power Rangers. Tweet Darren and let him know how much you hate Power Rangers. (laughs) If you have negative things to say about the show, you can tweet at Analysis49, because I don't check that account, even though it's mine. Oh. That rhymed, and that's still rhyming. On purpose. Good timing. Oh. Oh, still going, still (laughs) growing, still showing my balls? No. Anywho, seventh grade, you so, brought it back. If you have anything positive to say, you can do it to at a week late on Twitter. I think that's it. Like we, I just like the CG. So, do you recognize the hand drawing mostly when it's a facial close up? There's a joke yes. being made. Yes. And then the CG. But I also know what it looks like combining up together. I also know that's for sure CG. Is that when you notice the most? Yes. When the lion is coming together, that is for sure. The lightning is not hand-drawn. That's all digital. I yep. can tell just by looking at it. Even yeah. when they're doing the swirls of light, when they go up and... It's like... I love how they join on Earth, but when they do the swirls, it's always in space. Like, Hell, Sailor yeah. Moon, they'd be in the middle of California. Oh, Another sorry. one is Sailor Moon. Oh, God damn. Oh, God damn. I'm showing my uh, true colors here. I don't even know Sailor Moon. Tuxedo mask? Nope. Really? You lying fuck. (laughs) You lying son of a bitch. If this was a video podcast, you should see the look on his face. He totally busted his ass. Guilty. I didn't... I only watched it in the afternoons because it was was the only anime that was on after school. And it was gay-ass anime. And I was like, come on, man. I really have to watch fucking Sailor Moon? It's like watching fucking... You know, My Little Pony or something like that. For dudes to be watching Sailor Moon, it's so stupid. But it was Japanimation and it was on regular TV, so I watched it. Yep. And... It's either that or talk shows. Yeah, like Mori. Mori. Oh, no. Or what was it? Uh, Jerry. 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 Both of them can suck it. Mm-hmm. Sailor Moon will kick their ass. So that's the, that's the kind of thing that, I mean, we were used to. But at the same time... I don't know where I was going with that Sailor Moon reference. I think I just... I lost it after that. <laughs> oh, no. You know what he means. Damn it. Lost I didn't, it. I really didn't want to lose it after that. Anyway. <laughs> well, no. Well, oh. it's. I was talking about how whenever they become said character, they're like in the middle of California and all oh, of a sudden yeah, they're yeah, in yeah. space transforming. It's like, how did they get to space so fast? Yeah. And then they just come back and they're just in California again. They land on Rodeo Drive. Yeah, it's like, what the fuck? And that's kind of like the the classic callback, though, to Voltron. Every time they form, they're flying up into space. Hell yeah. And then he just shows up on Earth. It's like, what the fuck just happened Some to the last five <laughs> minutes? Because it took you exactly four minutes to transform. And then I had to wait for you to fight you yeah. down on Earth. I'm like... Through the commercial break, well, land ima- on Earth. Imagine being the villain while Voltron is transforming. <laughs> you just lose time, and all of a sudden there's a big-ass robot in front of you. you just says, I'd be shitting myself. Eating a sandwich, like, oh, man. Do you <laughs> wait for him to come back, or do you just fucking leave? Like, well, he's... I it's, guess, do I wait? Like, he looks back at the animated cameras at the director, like, <laughs> um... It's battle etiquette. Do I wait? Yeah, do I just wait for him until yep. he's done forming, or... <laughs> How much longer? Yeah, I got another this, job. Can I go to my trailer real quick, or is this uh, gonna make a hot pocket? Can I get my union over here, craft services, to get me a sandwich? <laughs> Anyone? 
A coffee. beer, maybe? Coffee. No? Robots in cars getting coffee? <laughs> anyway. Voltron, episode three. Right. Yeah. No, we're done. We're done talking about it. About go watch. Gladiator. Go watch Return of the Gladiator. Uh, we will be back. Better than for ever. part two of episode 97 for Voltron Legendary Defender Season 1, Episode 3, uh, Return of the Gladiator. Ah, nailed it. <laughs> there it is. We'll be back. I gotta take a leak. And we're Welcome back to episode 97 of Weekly Podcast for Voltron Legendary Defender Season 1, Episode 3, Return of the Gladiator. Return of the Gladiator. My name is Darren, a.k.a. Analysis49. Thank you once again, Randy, for joining us. Thank you. Glad to be here. Um... We took kind of a palate cleanser, kind of a break after we watched Return of the Gladiator. This was an interesting episode for us. Um, We have a lot to talk about, and I think we discovered a, not a new system, but a new system for us to include a Wikipedia sort of summary. Summary? Um, In the... Spoiler section of the second portion of this show, uh, which you will hear a spoiler countdown, the cheapest and probably, you know, least sought after sound effect in podcasting history, the spoiler countdown for this show. It's atrocious. If you guys want to send in your own, have you heard this? I've heard it. It's awesome. It's horrible. (laughs) If you guys want to send in your own spoiler countdown... Make sure you don't send an actual file, but a link to your file to fans.aweeklate.gmail.com, and we will edit in your spoiler countdown in place of ours, because it's terrible. Awesome. Um, I just thought of that just now. It's a pretty good fucking idea. Awesome. Um, Randall Jenkins the Fourth. Oh. What do you think? A weatherman. <laughs> really? <laughs> No. Oh. <laughs> I was like, you know a guy named Randall Jenkins? <laughs> oh, the weatherman. Really? There's a guy? No, no. I, I was just joking. Sounds like a weatherman. That's awesome. So, I guess since I did all this hoopla over leaving room for improvement, would you, let's say, let's go with you, would you say we're just going to get right into the ratings so we can go into spoilers because there's a lot to talk about in this episode. Awesome. Would you say that this one met expectations and then why or why not? Yep, it did. It met the expectations. There was a good storyline to it. Some action. You're right. 
We are starting to see and bits and pieces of story arcs that we forgot about before that we're going to bring up, I think, in the spoilers. So yep, I'm I've really glad wait. you brought that up. we got to yep. wait till then. Yep. But the action was great. The action was good. Voltron came together. This isn't a huge spoiler alert. We kind of called this out on the last episode where it was it was like, oh, well, they didn't even fight to fight. They didn't even get together to fight. Well, we we said this in the first portion. We we, we knew pretty pretty early on because of the description of the episode that they were forced to fight, and then we found out why really early on. So, you know, that's really not a spoiler, but we were right about that. Like, they were kind of forced to come together as a team, even though I guess they were sort of off doing charity events, but that's not necessarily a spoiler, but it's kind of getting into the detail of the the last part. Why yeah. else? Yep. Or, or why not? I've got to wait till the spoiler section to tell okay. you why. So then... But I'm going to keep it at, you know, really high, a 10. A 10 because of the way they ended the episode. Okay. Stay tuned. We can talk a little bit about why both of us... Let's just first of all say that we failed to mention that the cliffhanger from the previous episode picks up right where it left off. So that's not really a, a spoiler because we knew... Like oh my god, what a good what a good um, cliffhanger! We really want to see the next episode right away because of the grandiose style of everything going on in the evil kingdom with Zarkon, right? Yes, episode two ended with a glimpse of this mass right. huge robot that he has right, and then at his disposal, right? And then in the spoilers, we talk about like why we were right in calling that or. You know, a mixture of the two. So, you're giving it a 10, and you can't tell me why or why not Uh, until the spoilers. You've got to stay tuned to know why. What about yourself? Me? I actually... What did you rate episode 2? An 8.75. Oh, okay. Remember? So, here we are on episode 3. Right. I think I'm going to give this one a 9 and a quarter. Oh, a half a percentage. It's, yeah. I think... Big step. I think that the way they're progressing the storylines of Pidge and what we were talking about before with relating to the people that, the, the, the kids or the adults in our case, the full grown men, <laughs> <laughs> watching a cartoon that relate to, you know, Pidge as a nerd and then not having a family to go home to or, you know, this, this actually, this episode answers a lot of those questions, but you're right. I don't think we can talk about it until... Until the spoilers, so yeah, I don't. We were tiptoeing we, the line. We we did have this conversation about speaking of tiptoeing, tiptoeing the line between hand drawn animation and the CG in mm. in the episode. Mm. Um, we actually <laughs> we were joking about watching old episodes of the Mario Brothers show, <laughs> and that is hand drawn animation as fuck. Like to its like absolute frame by frame raw yeah. frame by frame like so in that sense i'm wondering if what we're looking at is you know the enhanced version like what we were talking about before it looks so good that i don't even know anymore yeah i um, i can't tell it, i don't have that discerning of an eye there are patterns but... that were given to us like in art school 
that broke down, you know, what a person's mouth looked like animated when they were doing, like, vowel sounds. Oh. And so we got templates, like, put over, like, how to animate mouths and stuff like that. Wow. But, and that was 2001-ish. So I'm, I'm betting that technology is leaps and bounds above anything. I don't really animate anymore. I do a lot of 3D work now. So, like, photorealism, 3D. So I don't know if it's something that's even available in an animator's repertoire oh. anymore, as it were. Some French for your ass. Bringing the je ne sais quoi to the um, episode. Bringing the menage <laughs> toi. Oh. The, the menage cinq. The menage quat. Yeah, see, I don't... Um, I don't have any... Imp- I don't... So... I just don't know. It's just interesting to me, as far as behind the scenes goes. And we're going to talk about some Nintendo news and talk about behind the scenes in a little bit after, we, after we're done talking about this. However... Nine and a quarter is my rating for this. Less comedy, more story in this yeah, episode. Less, you're right. Um, and less mice, so higher score. But still prevalent in yep. it. Still here, Very. but only in one scene. It was like a Easter egg. If you didn't, if you weren't paying attention, you wouldn't have seen it. Very important scene. And so, nonetheless, like I said, leave room for leave room for improvement because they're getting there, my friend, and it's it's happening. I, I like it a lot, how they're doing everything, they're developing the characters, they're still, do we want to talk about the separation, sort of, uh, of the team in this episode when they're going to do the charity? We can talk about that without spoiling it. And then it gets to spoilers. It's so, a, go ahead. the Paladins, at least some of the crew, was off doing... Goodwill missions yes. in a nearby town. We run into this... At the beginning, they're all hanging out at the castle. And we run into, in my head, a familiar character. But obviously, we've never seen this before today, so I'm wondering, where do I know this character from? And then... Just hanging out in your backyard? Like ram horns, kind of. But not in an evil way. You know what I'm saying? They <laughs> no, have these like yeah. ram horns. They're not evil. Cartoonish way. Um... New to the Voltron universe? Do you remember it at all? From... I don't. I don't remember them from them, but I told you that they reminded me of the rock people from The Legend of Zelda. That's right. But during Voltron... But then why were they there? Why was they, he there? They are peace-loving people. Let's say that at first. Mm-hmm. So this one individual that comes up to the castle is somewhat of a scout for this community. He's up here checking out the castle... Mm-hmm. There's been a lot of activity lately. They see the and they are worried. The robot angel in the sky. Robot angel in the sky. Fire from the sky. Much, and... much like what humans would call UFOs these days. They don't mm-hmm. understand it, so they're trying mm-hmm. to put it in best terms as they can to describe what they saw. So it's liking these guys to maybe an Inca culture. They're going to offer up a sacrifice mm-hmm. to. The god of the lions? The is that what they call the goddess. her? Goddess yeah. of the lions. Sorry, ladies. <laughs> the goddess of the lions. They're gonna He's talking about sacrifice. the two ladies that are listening right now. Both of you? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so he comes up to the castle because he wants to see, you know, are we at the point of offering a sacrifice? Right. Or can we trade with interpretive dance? And right. Dun, 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 and... Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> And the red 
the Red Lion, the the captain of the, the paladin of the Red Lion, is weary or leery of this little guy and thinks that you know can't be trusted. We should look out for this just because it looks innocent doesn't mean it is innocent. Which also now we're kind of getting into spoilers, which also sort of foreshadows what happens with the Red Lion and its paladin later on in the episode, which is kind of huge. Ooh. You remember? Spoiler. So, that being said, I think we've gotten to the point where we have to do the spoiler countdown. I, th- I believe there's a little bit more to say, but uh, let me think here. Let's get to the good stuff. I think we're ready to do that. Ah. We're going to go with, hold on, Zarkon and the the thing that I was talking about with the machine that we were talking about in the first, you, you, call, you keep calling him the answer to Voltron. Yes. Zarkon's answer Zarkon's to Voltron. Zarkon's answer, yep. We find out, in which brings us back to the cliffhanger from the previous episode, that he has this sort of command over these beasts, and we finally get an answer to what they're calling this thing. And exactly how big it is in scale to what you were saying before. Will it tower over Voltron or will it not? Right. So, so what there is, we go. That's Can we say the name or is we saving that for spoilers? I think we're saving that for spoilers. Oh, stay tuned again. Yeah. So there you go. That being said, we're about to go to intermission. We're going to refill our adult beverages. We're going to... Thank you for that sound effect. We're going to empty our bladders, and then after the spoiler countdown, we will come back and do spoilers, and so I I would say recommend this to your friends if you like this whole Voltron thing, because it's getting better. We've both improved, actually you stayed the same on your rating, I improved on mine for specific reasons that shall be named later, because of that reason... Tell your friends to watch. Tell your friends to listen to us after they watch. It'll all be worth it at the end. It's free. But if you feel like your guilty conscience is at play, go to aweeklate.com, click on the donate button, and you can get a tax free. You can get a tax write off for donating to our podcast. And it will go to paying for SoundCloud and storage space and our movie beers. In this case, Voltron beers. Voltron, that's a weeklates.com. You can go to weeklates.com. You'll see the donate button. Just click on that. Send it as a friend and family or as a donation, however they do it now. And uh, you can write it off in your taxes if you want. And if you donate any amount, we will shout you out on the next show. So that is a thing that I promise. Or on Twitter. Uh, however you want. Whatever you want us to shout out, we'll shout it out. It's a weeklates.com. So, we'll be back. After the spoiler countdown, we'll be quiet for a few. All right. So, don't be mad for spoilers from now on. So, I guess we're going to start from the very beginning. We are basically picking up right where we left off of the cliffhanger from episode two. And we see, on a huge scale, the Zarkon's fleet and the ships that he's dealing with and the mothership. And in reference to size, 
of the planet and the mothership and the sort of baby ships that go out, like the scouter ships that go out after, massive in scale, like super, super huge. Yep. Right? So dwarfs anything the team could come up with, the paladins have. Right. We get a glimpse of the... Okay, so I'm just going to call it right now. When I said in episode two, the review of episode two, that it was uh, the monster that he had was a mix between like beast, like a like a flesh, like a cyborg of sorts. Yes, it was like a monster mixed with a robot, and you said it was going to be towering, like the size over, like over towering. Bigger than Voltron, Voltron. Is what I thought. Yep. We got a look. We got a good look at it, and they actually fought in this episode, hand to hand combat. And we see that. Do we just say the name of it now, or do we wait until we read the summary? Because we didn't know the name of it. I don't think it was actually mentioned in the episode, unless we missed it. But this new sort of wiki thing that we're doing to sum up, sort of patch up some of the things that we might have missed from the episode is going to be sort of a good way to keep us on track. I think that's what we just like basically decided on just now, like a little while ago. Yep. And we're going to try it for this episode, but let's give them the name so that um, listening, they can distinguish between. So basically there's Voltron versus the enemy. And the, in, in the, in the Wikipedia entry, they call it row beast. Row beast, which I think is fucking hilarious. It's part robot, part beast. I called it. It was part monster, part cyborg, like part mechanical. Except I was using the wrong terms to mash them together. A robot, a robot beast is fucking fantastic. <laughs> Therefore, row beast. Row beast. I don't know if that's the official name of what they're calling it in the show, but that's what Wikipedia has dubbed it, and I think that's fucking hilarious. You know the character. If his name is Robeast, but so far everything else has been, three, he's getting his ass kicked. I guess so. There's no, you know, just some yeah. generic name. Not even spoiler just... anymore, but spoiler. Yeah. So we get a good glimpse of him. He's got like a drill. He's very Mega Man esque. Yeah. Looking. He's got a drill for his right arm. He's got a robot leg on his left arm. He's a beast on his right leg. He's not towering Voltron. They're the same height. I think he's a little bit taller or no. Maybe he's a little bit thicker. Like he's built bigger. He looks like... a little more mass. Here's the thing though. It's the first time I think that I've ever seen that Voltron's gone against something that's half at least organic. Every other fight he's always been up against something robotic. And not only that, but then the the storyline that we were talking about flashes back to something that we haven't heard about since the first episode, and that's how Pidge and the leader are tied into the storyline. In the second episode, we kind of see and hear Pidge's past, but... We were reminded in this episode that the leader has something to do with it, and we can see a struggle as to why Pidge wouldn't want to work with him, because he has a lot to do with his past, but he just can't remember. 
the the black lion or the red lion, whatever you want to call him, the red paladin. Are we going to call him black or red? Well, there's one black and one red. Is there? Yep. The red one is the right arm, and the black one is the torso and the head. Yeah, but the pilot of the black is dressed in red, though, isn't he? Is that just me? Uh, I, I think know. he's in black, but All he's right. the guy with dark and gray hair. Right, he's the one that you kind of said it was too old looking. Yep. But so All he right. has a direct effect on Pidge's life. So I guess we can just talk about that now in an indirect way. Right. So we also find out um, after the reveal of the row beast that <laughs> I love that we we find out that. What's what's the leader's name? We have to really Shiro. Shiro. It's a manly name, Shiro. We we find out through a flashback scene after the reveal of Robeast that he has remembered like a little part of interactions with Pidge's older brother. But and where a, were these interactions? But we should Right. Remember. So So Shiro was a prisoner of Zarkon mm-hmm. and was also, for Zarkon's pleasure, would have gladiator battles. There you go. So, Robeast was one of there these gladiators as well as Shiro. Mm-hmm. I almost said Shiro, but that's human. <laughs> completely different. <laughs> so, Shiro remembered fighting Robeast way back in the day through as a human. A, as a human versus said robot beast. Right. And <laughs> remembered, you know, how he actually came This really out is ridiculous. Top. We're done. Good night. It is. See no, you. No, <laughs> just the words that are coming out of his mouth. I feel like a Pokemon master. He is. It's getting ridiculous. He's got Pikachu right here. Oh, wait. There's a Shiro oh. and a Hunk and a Pika Bro Beast. What's the red line doing? Ah. Exactly. <laughs> Powering up and sinking with brains. <laughs> fucking, what are we doing? This fucking guy. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Mm. I had to get that off my chest. My Roby's chest. Oh. Continue. But so far you've got it dead on, dude. I'm yep. sorry I even cut you off. Yeah, yeah. So that leads us to your point where in the tunnel, right before mm-hmm. these humans have to battle the Robeast... Pitch's is where brother. this takes place. Pitch's brother is then called upon to go against Robeast, and he's scared shitless. He basically freezes. So Shiro throws him out of the way, makes this big spectacle about how the Robeast is his and how he's not going to take his kill, uh, and physically assaults Shiro's, or sorry, Pitch's brother, throws him on the ground to basically save his life and tells him, tell your family I said hi for you because basically I'm going to die now. Instead of you, because you're a piece of shit coward. Yes, and so which were the underlying? I added the last part. <laughs> I, that was the underlying overtones and like say goodbye to my family for me because you just you just killed me. Yeah, but I I'm happy to do this for you. I'm a man and you're not. Because Pidge's, have, he said go enjoy go enjoy your family or something. Like yeah, because Pidge's father was working in whatever I forget what it is slave camp style mine. Oh wow, yeah. That also the loser of these gladiator matches would go work in those said mines. Good for you, dude. So because Pidge's brother... I was going to bring that shit up. ...was humiliated, he gets to be with his father. Right. 
while Shiro goes off in faces imminent the doom. reason why they meet up later and now this is all happening yeah. so the storyline part was great is what you were talking about before that's why it went up like a half a percentage point for me again hopefully this whole thing builds to an 11D but I want to give it room for that if I have a feeling that other episodes are going to fall short because much like the second episode this episode had well, much unlike the second episode, this episode had zero comedy in it. We saw the mice for a little bit. Um, which... What was said right before the mice ran up Pidge's back? Okay, Are we well, there? hold on. We're not there yet. I don't okay. think we're there yet. So Stay tuned. I guess the next part, I'm going little by little, sort of not actually reading the Wikipedia, but just giving it a perusing? Sort of, yeah, a perusing to sort of <laughs> let us talk about the next... Okay, so... As he peruses this... Okay. I guess I guess we are going to start talking about it. We've already talked about as the castle of lions continues to prepare for departure. That's the one thing I don't understand. Like, that Wikipedia in itself might be a spoiler for the rest of the series because we were talking about the castle being huge, mm-hmm. but... Is it its own sort of... Is it is it that big that it's its own moving planet? I don't understand why they say Castle of Lions, unless they mean the... Just the inhabitants? Yeah, of... right. Because they are only just them. So, the team is met by the arrival of a local Erugian investigating the castle. Allura heads to meet the villagers, along with Koran, Hunk, Keith, and Lance, while Pidge and Shiro tend to the rescued prisoners... From the Galra battleship. That's what we have to go back and talk about. Yes. The prisoners of the Galra battleship is something that I think was lost in episode two, but talked about in episode one again. They they went and rescued all these people, right? Where did all those people go? You're right. They're refugees of... Right? I don't remember the name of the planet. In this episode, they're basically woken up. By Pidge, like, doing some hacking so he could find out what happened to his parents. Yes, they've got some information. They're, like, basically in these concentration camps for these captured aliens that Zarkon is basically capturing, destroying their planets, and using as slaves. From the other... From the ship that the princess... Now, did she have something to do with these people, or...? Is that a completely different planet that they went and froze a whole other people? Yeah, it seemed like there was no previous right because, meeting between the two. Because it says Galra battleship, so it's a completely different. It's a completely different species, right? Mm-hmm. From okay, so Just, while while all those guys, Koran, Cor- Hunk, Keith, Lance, Pidge, and Shiro, with along with Princess Allura. While they're off, Pidge and Shiro are taking care of these prisoners. And Pidge is asking some of the prisoners, like, do you remember my family and how did all this happen, right? So from them, they learn that Shiro was a champion fighter in the gladiator ring, which is what we were just talking about, that he and Pidge's brother, Matt, were forced to fight in, and that Shiro seemingly attacked Matt in bloodlust, seemingly. But then we just said, basically, why? Pidge and Shiro head to the crashed Galra battleship that 
they had destroyed to retrieve prisoner logs, but are interrupted by the arrival of Robeast, created by Hagar to defeat Voltron. That's what we were just talking about. During the fight, Shiro remembers the Robeast as the Galra warrior he defeated in battle, and is able to use his previous tactics to defeat it. So, we have here Shiro telling the rest of the team, through his flashback, that he remembers that the, that the robot, when he shoots, has to recharge every third it is. shot. Yep. So, they use that inside of Voltron. After a couple of, like, okay, so... They have this cool thing where we were talking about hand-drawn and CG and hand-drawn and CG. Like, we go through this whole battle of Voltron, and it takes a couple shots for Shiro to remember that he's done this before. The Robeast shoots, and the, the ball that it shoots, even though it misses on the shot, is sort of a boomerang. It comes back. So it whenever does. they try to defeat Robeast, the ball hits them, and were, whenever they try to uh, defeat the ball, Robeast hits them. So, they, one thing, another reason why this got an extra score for me was because this is the first time that we've actually gone into not only the history of Pidge's family and how it relates to Shiro, but the first time they've actually gone to a flashback to remember how to defeat, like a strategy on how to defeat their bad guy. This is the first time we've seen that in this series. So it's not like, you know, every... Like, we we were playing video games before. Every pattern, every boss has a weakness. Yep. So it was like this in a video game. It's like, we have to find its weakness. Otherwise, we're going to keep getting our ass kicked. And that's what they sought out to do, and they did it. So mm-hmm. I thought that was one of the reasons why it also got an extra point for me, too. And are we to the point where we can say what they brought down the Row Beast with? I guess so. I don't... Do I... Did I forget about that? The right-hand man, the red lion, engages... Oh, yeah. You know, his... I don't know what it's called that he We has. are back to that point. It's it's there. Um, so, I guess... Let me see. During the fight, Shiro remembers the Robeast as the Gaul War defeated in the battle is able to use his previous attacks to defeat it. Keith uses... He's called a Bayard. Keith. Yeah, Keith and his Bayard. So, I, can't I, I thought Shiro was the Bayard. red guy. Keith. Shiro's the black guy in the middle of the torso. Okay, so Keith is the red guy. Yep. Temperamental. So, Keith, now right. you can say it. He uses his Bayard. Right hand man. To form the blazing sword. Now, this is something that we haven't seen before. But we haven't seen it yet in the new Voltron. But it was something we've been talking about and mm-hmm. wanted since the original Voltron. And it was... It was pretty cool. It was cool. There was something that happened that we hadn't seen yet with the Red Lion. And we were talking about this before. We've been talking about it for a while. This theme to where it won't show you something or do something until the last possible second until you need it. Like it's it's absolutely necessary. And so it has like this hidden compartment to where Keith, the Red Paladin, is able to put his... Morphing Bayard, his his hand tool, his morphing hand tool, if you will. That sounds weird. It's a bracelet shield. Right. It's basically that. You <laughs> know, each paladin has its own you know, sword or shield or something. Speaking of shields, we have to talk about what happens with Voltron later, too. By oh, accident, the Which wings. also happens by accident. 
So the Red Lion shows this secret compartment, and whereas to Voltron pulled the sword out by itself first, this is a way for Keith to now do it as the right hand? I don't understand that. Yeah, I think when it's needed, Keith can... He can pull out his own sword, which sounds also very dirty. It is, because he um, does it by inserting his Bayard... Into, into said the cockpit. Right. Oh, compartment. oh Sorry. there we go. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, when it's, you know... Keith just... uses his bear to form the blazing sword, allowing Voltron to deliver the finishing blow, which, might I say, one of the reasons this didn't get a perfect score for me. When he did that striking blow, it also downwards, sounds dirty. Left to right it motion. Went, it went horizontal, and then the robot blew up vertically. It did. I didn't like that at all. It it's didn't match up. I sliced I hated him left it. to right, but he uh, divided. And I don't get that. Up the middle. It, yep. it, I mean, unless there was no the sword hit with such a force that the energy blew out in four ways, and he just split in half as well as uh, you know vertically as well as horizontally. It's a lot of work. Then you know, you know, that's a stretch. But it just didn't match up, and and I didn't, I didn't like it. Yeah, the continuity um, wasn't there just to look cool. That's all it was, you know. Yeah, and it actually did look cool. It looked good. No love but, lost, but... Yeah, it was... Um, afterwards, Shiro reveals to Pidge that he remembered attacking Matt so that he wouldn't be forced to fight and instead be sent to a work camp with his father. That's basically what we were talking about before. So yeah. I think this is a pretty good... I, I don't want to, like, you know... I'm obviously not quoting Wikipedia as our own, and definitely said be- definitely, definitely definitely said definitely. said before that we didn't have like a sort of script to it. But in listening to the last couple episodes, we got off track, and this is just a way to keep us on track. I'm in no way, you know, trying to say that Wikipedia is is our script, but it's just a way to keep us on track as to basically a summary gives of what's going. Names. So we so we don't miss any details and yep. gives us, and gives us names. Like, so, like Robeast. Robeast, like, yeah, we would have come up with something worse, I think. Or maybe we would have come up with Robeast, I don't know. Beast Row. <laughs> oh. Um, I said, I said, uh, what? Cyborg. Cyborg. Uh, what did I say? Organic Cyborg? Yep. Well, that's what a cyborg is, is a cyborg oh, organism, isn't it? It is. So, I would just be redundant. Cyborg, cyborg. <laughs> cyborg, cy- cyborg, 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 <laughs> Which is like two robots and a organ. Anywho. So should we let people know about the real bomb during right. the episode? Which brings us to the final sort of spoiler in the whole episode, which I thought was huge. So if you haven't seen episode three... Go watch it before you listen to this, otherwise yes. it's a huge-ass spoiler. Turn off the podcast because it's going to... We'll leave it running, but turn it down. Turn it down and rewind it. <laughs> So we're at the end of the show. They're sitting on a bridge. They're talking to each other. Pidge and Shiro. Mm-hmm. They're overlooking beautiful scenery, sitting on a peaceful bridge. Pidge says, thank you, Shiro, for Pidge sending my brother you know, to work with my dad. I apologize. I was wrong about you this whole time. And Shiro comes back with, Pidge apologizes for doubting Shiro, who tells him that his family would be proud of him before calling Pidge Katie. Let me repeat. 
His family would be proud of him before calling Pidge Katie and promising to keep her secret. Her? With the what? defeat of the Roe Beast, Zarkon tasks Sendak, still alive, Anna Aris, with acquiring Voltron, who she wants to recapture and re-split up in order to gain control of Voltron. That I, that I added towards the end because we derived that from the episode. The huge thing is, is that while they were having this talk, Shiro calls Pidge Katie. As they embrace each other. As they hug. And, and Pidge seat. was like, huh? And just brushes it off as if nothing happened for the cliffhanger. And then promising to keep her secret. That's okay, Katie. Are Your we, secret is safe with me. I don't understand... Now, are we to assume, because Wikipedia has it as Katie, K-A-T-I-E, I I was thinking maybe it's a code word, like K-D, like they know each other too from somewhere, and he did a Freudian slip by by maybe knowing that, are we talking about, okay, so we have to go back to this part that we failed to mention before, with the rock people, there was a, a mention of them saying, are you okay protecting an immoral people? Immoral. Why? Why self-proclaimed immoral people? Like, is this a DreamWorks sort of subliminal message into tolerance and acceptance the way the world is with, you know, the LGBTQ community, all of that stuff going on with transgender and, you know... Everything in the political landscape. I hate to do this again, but is it or is it not strange that they themselves called... Now, do you think it's a translation issue in the production? I think some, we had to, re- we had to some. rewind it a lot. I don't think this was an original Japanese show, so there shouldn't be any translation issues. Oh, that's right. So why would they say, are you comfortable... Like, we're an immoral people. Why would you defend us? But to me, immoral doesn't mean LBGT or anything along those. It means... No, no, no. I'm not saying that either. You know. I'm saying, is this their way of bringing that across? Because some people because some people see that as immoral. Oh, yeah. Definitely. A lot of people see that as A immoral. Lot. So why, in this case... And you were saying, like, you know, are they debaucherous? Do they like to, like... Are they murder, raping? Right, are they... What is... What does that really mean, and why introduce it in this episode? Like, what the fuck is that about? It's all hedonism, where we're at threesomes and foursomes, and just... Are they... And that's what I'm saying. Like, in in a lot of ways... Like, people that aren't... People that aren't uh, educated on the matter might say that the LGBT community, LGBTQ, there's way too many... (laughs) <laughs> There's constants going on. Can I buy a vowel? Oh. Um, please. <laughs> in that community, like, unsuspecting, let's say, conservatives who aren't knowledgeable might see those people as, as hedonistic and, oh, all they do is have sex with each other and they're all evil and, you know. Are there such things as closed-minded Republicans? Oh, absolutely. What? I didn't say Republicans. You said that. I oh, said, I said conservatives. It. Damn it. Um, let it out of the bag. You put a label on it, I didn't put a label on it. Um, but that's what I'm saying. Like, Do you think that it, this was like a backhanded political statement in a cartoon? 
that people are supposed to be watching their kids. Like, he said it, and we had to rewind it four or five times. Like, that motherfucker said immoral. Yeah. So what what does that mean, and why was it in this episode? And also, is that a nod to the end of the show where we think Paige is a guy, and now a possible Katie? That's where I think, yeah. I think it was... A possible Katie and promising to keep her secret? So are we now seeing the transition from a green paladin to the pink paladin that we've been talking about? Could it be? For the acceptance, like, is that the twist now? And if it is, we're calling it right now. If it's not, way off. Oh, man. And I'm not going to apologize for it because so far we've been right about everything. If not, we're coming at a like... If not, I I overanalyzed it. Like I said, all your bad tweets, at analysis49, all your good tweets, at a week late. I'll uh, only answer the good ones. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Weeklate.com. But. That's, that's the one thing I wanted to get out of the way. Pull off? It's not hard how at all. Hard? We just alluded to it. It's not hard at all. I just, I just said how they'd be able to pull it off. Or would you accept that? I don't know if I would. I'd have to keep watching. I can't be, I can't be hypocritical about a cartoon that's bringing up, you know, transgender issues in the form of Voltron. I didn't like Pidge as a child. Is now that not, why? Because... Maybe, not, maybe. You wouldn't... You have a deep-seated hate against transgenders? Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Send... We're gonna do a... Oh, I hate Randy. <laughs> Send it to analysis. <laughs> I mean, am I wrong? Well, I just, I just stated of... how easy it is to do a transition in a, in a show. And if not, I'm not gonna air this show until I trademark that idea because that shit is genius. And then just, Whether I believe it or not, that shit is genius. Just take like the green line to the shop and have it painted up pink and just be like, yeah. We'll know how you now. bootleg our toys, okay? We'll know. <laughs> but yes or did no? I not Come like on. Pidge because he wasn't himself from back in the Maybe day? Maybe that's why. Was he that back in the day? I don't know. Or is that something new for... I never picked up on that back then. And if, and if that, I don't think it is because, again, we're late, so everybody else has seen this show, and for the people that have already seen these episodes, they're like, these guys are fucking stupid. There might but be some of those. we just figured out how to do a transgender <laughs> Voltron. Nailed it. That's going to be season two. Yeah, copyright with the pending. mice With the mice, uh, fucking. Oh. So can we talk about the mice? Because this shit's almost, this shit's already over, right? Let's do it. They were never um, a goddamn episode. The last thing, they didn't even talk about the mice in the summary. With the defeat of the Roe Beast, Darkon tasked Sendak, still alive and on Eris with acquiring Voltron. Sendak is the female uh, in charge, uh, sort of second in command. She's on Eris where the Voltron castle is. I guess it's called the Castle of Lions. And... It's convenient. Yeah. <laughs> um, it would be weird if it was called, like, Castle of Gophers, because that would throw <laughs> people off. Actually, that's what I would call it. If I was, like, Find Princess Laura, I would call my castle Castle of Gophers, because no one who's looking for Voltron is going to be looking for... They're not going to Google the galactic internet and be like, oh, I wonder where Voltron is. Guess where they're not? The Castle of Gophers. Nailed it. Why would I, why would I call it the Castle of Lions if people are looking for us all over the universe? Can't argue all right, with that. Alright, come on, you guys. Uh, still alive and on Eris with acquiring Voltron. And like I said before, we basically assumed from dialogue that she was going to try to acquire all the lions separately, put them away so that they couldn't just, you know, 
the the plan that we picked up in, in episode one, where they were all separate, lions were dormant. all separated, they were dormant, yeah. they want to basically recreate that whole situation again. So that's where we're left off. So as Pidge and Shiro are hugging, mm-hmm. we see the mice run yes. up Katie's back. Yes. So there they are again. Every single episode so far, in pivotal points of the show, whether they're doing it or not, when the mice are there, it's a big, like... I'm wondering if we're one step closer to an all-mice paladin and a pink... No, yeah. All-mice and a pink paladin is basically what we're going down to the season two. It's all pinky in the brain. We called it. You heard it here first. Get your decals. One more thing we wanted to mention before we leave. Something that was more Comic-Con news. I don't know if it was official Comic-Con news, even though it's from like an, uh, a video game distributor. But if you want to Google the Nintendo NX, go check it out. Let us know what you think. We need to wrap up. This is a long-ass episode. Nintendo NX. Nintendo NX. Email us your thoughts on previous episodes of Voltron. Go to weeklate.com for all our latest episodes. You can donate there. Twitter.com slash a week late or at a week late to tweet us. Facebook is at a week late podcast. Uh, we are on Snapchat, but I don't really use it for anything. So uh, We all know um, what Snapchat's for. A week late on Snapchat. Uh, it used to be, but not anymore because like legit celebrities are on there. <clears throat> SoundCloud.com slash a week late. Love SoundCloud. And go to the numbers 489entertainment.com for all things music. We put two new uh, music videos up there from some of our close friends. Uh, is there anything else you want to add? There's a bunch of stuff that we're probably missing that we're going to talk about that we forgot to talk about, but it's a long-ass episode. we got to go. We do. we got to go. Thanks for listening. This is Randy. Headshot. This I'm is out. Da- this is Darren, a.k.a. Analysis49. Thank you guys for listening. Tell your friends. Find us on iTunes as well. And we will see you... Oh, wait. This has been... (laughs) Episode 97. Episode 97, Voltron Legendary Defender. Season 1, Episode 3, Return of the Gladiator. My name is Darren, a.k.a. Analysis 49. That is Randy, a.k.a. AKA Headshot. Yep. And we will see you a week ago. Cheers. Cue the dubstep music. Now. Waka 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 waka